0: Welcome to Gaia's Consciousness Podcast, expanding your mind and spirit. Learn even more at Gaia.com. Watch interviews, movies, and original series created to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Your journey begins here.
1: Well, welcome to Beyond Belief, a very special guest back with us, Dr. Bruce Goldberg who holds advanced degrees in counseling psychology, conducts a thriving international hypnotherapy practice in Los Angeles, has been a practicing dentist, and he specializes in reincarnation, time travel, and the consciousness of growing. Bruce, welcome back. Well, thank you.
2: Thank you for allowing me to reincarnate with you. You uh, reincarnate quite well, my friend. Well, it takes one to know one. How have you been? I've been fine, and today we're going to be discussing spirit guides and angels and how people can improve their life by accessing spirit guides and by being all they can be, all naturally and all karmically indicated. What is a spirit guide? So let's separate it. spirit guide is somebody who was human and had a life and then crossed into spirit or clinically died, went through a very complicated procedure, and evolved spiritually enough where they can advise us. So they were human. The difference between a spirit guide and an angel is an angel is a direct messenger of God. It comes right from the God energy complex. So an angel was never human. They're perfect energy sources. So spirit guides, there's a whole wide range of them, and we can discuss them now. You have what we call the animal spirits, uh, like the Native American cultures will talk about how a spirit guide can come across as a wolf, or a eagle, or a bear, etc. Those are called protectors, and they help us in our lives. Then there are what we call the chemist guides. The chemist guides are the ones that deal with biochemical issues. If you have cancer, uh, you have uh, AIDS or lupus or any kind of biochemical disorder, the uh, chemist guides can help you to eliminate those from your life. Then there are what we call the doctor guides. The doctor guides help you overcome emotional, mental problems and some spiritual issues. Then there are the gatekeepers that give you psychic protection from negative entities. And finally, there are the messenger guides, uh-huh. uh, guides who help you with your, d- developing your psychic abilities like out-of-body experiences, telepathy, going into past and future lives, reading your Akashic records, helping you in any kind of psychic gift. So those are a wide range of them. First, do these guides come to us or do we summon them up? Well, they can come to you, but I develop a technique, my famous superconscious mind tap, where I train a patient to access the higher self. So the higher self, the superconscious mind, as we call it, brings in the spirit guides. And there are many different types, I assume. Yes, you actually have what we call an inner band of spirit guides. There's maybe a dozen or so that work with a person for the various issues I just talked about. And then as you evolve spiritually, you change and you get more advanced spirit guides coming in. So the more you evolve, they give you higher level guides to work with you. Remember, all this is organized by the higher self. The higher self is like a dispatcher of the various guides. Are the angels spirit guides? No, the angels are separate. As I mentioned, they come directly from the God energy complex. Okay. So they're considered to be messengers of God. By the way, all religions show angels. They're, all, they're always ubiquitously represented. Spirit guides are pretty common too, but you have to separate an angel, which is a perfect energy source, from the spirit guide, which was previously in a human form, and then just simply crossed into spirit, like a Buddha kind of uh-huh. thing, think of that as a spirit guide.: Angels, first of all, because they're from the God energy complex, they can appear any, in an instant, anytime they want.: Sure. Now on the physical level, if you want to deal with astrophysics, they can go through a wormhole just like extraterrestrials have come here going through a wormhole so they don't have to travel the speed of light for a zillion years to be here, or they can go through a stargate, if you want to use that term, too. So, yes, angels can appear here. The problem with the angel concept is that usually angels work with large groups of people. Yes, you can have a guardian angel, but usually it's a spirit guide that is much more frequent and uh, around you statistically. For the individual. For the individual, Yes. That's fascinating. Now, let me show you an example of how spirit guides can, yeah. can come back. So here's a patient of mine I worked with years ago. She was a photographer. about 30 years old, young, attractive woman. And uh, she goes into a past life, living in Utah in 1586. In a Native American group, she is a seer for the tribe. But when right. she's not being a seer in the physical body, she now becomes Blue Eagle, a spirit guide for the tribe. She speaks through telepathy, communication. Sure. She sees into the future as a seer, and she sees the 21st century with all the pollution and wars and all the problems we have, which of course was very depressing for her, but the point was that she was able to be a seer for her tribe as well as acting as a spirit guide, and her animal spirit was a blue eagle. So this is an example of a past life regression that served many, by the way, the end of the story is that after working with her, she decided to give up her photography business. She went back to school, and now she's an acupuncturist. Doing what she wants to do. Which is a shamanic discipline, energy yeah. healing. So you see how the karmic indication of bringing her to me and having you know, her do her thing? Remember, I do 1% of the therapy. Her higher self does 99%. When somebody comes to you, do you know their
1: outcome? Before it even happens?
2: No, I don't, I don't read them. I mean, technically, I could if I really wanted to. But I don't want the patient to develop codependency on me. I don't want to come across as a psychic. I want them to be psychically empowered and do it their own way. But doing with spirit guides, let me, show, let me give you another case to show you, a very serious one, to show you how spirit guides can actually work well. This woman, I'll call her Marissa, not her real name. She's 18 years old, lives in Los Angeles. And uh, she's from a very affluent family. When she goes to school, she's made fun of because she's like a virgin, very conservative and very straight-laced. Her best friend, and she doesn't have any friends except for one friend, Carla. Carla is the opposite. She's trying to corrupt her. So one fine day, Carla's parents has a a home in Palm Springs. They went away for the weekend, and Carla was there by herself. Uh Uh-oh, not good. How old is she? Uh, Carla was 18, same age. Troublemaker. So, the troublemaker, big troublemaker. So, uh, she invites uh, Marissa to a party they're going to have on a weekend, like a Sunday. And Marissa doesn't like parties, but she goes, there's only going to be 10 people there. Well, when Marissa shows up, there's 150 people. Oh, boy. There's drugs, there's alcohol, they're having sex, they're doing all kinds of creepy things. So finally, Carla says, now, you know, I have a couple of friends of mine, Todd and James, as I call them, not the real names, and they have a present for you. Marissa was a painter. She was very artistically involved. So Carla supposed he was going to give her a gift of some uh, drawing that she got from some art fair, and Todd and James were going to give it to her. So she figured, well, that's normal. She goes into the den. The guys lock the door... And they say, we're going to rape you. Now she's panicking. She doesn't know what to do. They rip off her blouse. Just then, a a pounding door, uh, somebody pounds at the door. It's a cop. He says, this is the police. Open up. Everybody scampers away. You can imagine, Okay. It's like a mafia meeting here, right? So they're putting, they're flushing the drugs down the toilet. You know, they're running out through the back window and back doors. Somebody complained. So the cop comes in, officer dressed in there, and she looks at you and she goes, ma'am, come here. I'm going to escort you to your car. So she memorizes his Name, his badge number, and the patrol car number, right? All right. She goes into a car, drives home, a little shaken up. Now, after she arrives home, a day or two later, she decides to call the police department to thank them for the officer. This guy. And she gives them the name. They have no records of the name of the officer. There's no badge number. There's no patrol car number. And nobody was sent to that house. That was the spirit guide. And clearly, there was somebody there. Spirit yes, but guide the spirit guide can manifest himself. Shape-shifted. It. It's sort of like you're manifesting your astral energy so that you can make himself solidified. Like when you do bi-location or uh, these people who do right. out-of-body experiences, you can magnify your astral body, make it so solid that people can actually shake your hand and touch you. Do you think other people see the spirit guide, too, or is it just the individual? Oh, no, anyone could have seen the spirit guide. Now, okay. in their normal form, in an astral body, let's say, you'd have to be in a hypnotic level or a very psychically sensitive to see them. But he was like as physical as you and I, even though it was his astral body condensed form. The point is he saved a life. Now, the end of the story, right. I work with Marissa, and, of course, we found out that he was the spirit guide. A couple of years later, she met Warren, got married, and now they're the proud parents of a son and daughter, and having a very nice, healthy, happy, happy life. So you can see how spirit guides can function. But there's another example of a chemist guide that I want to report. This woman, I called her Eileen. She was in the hospital for pancreatic cancer. Now pancreatic That's cancer- That's the worst. It's, no, no, actually lung cancer is number one, colon cancer is number two, pancreatic is number three. It's not good It's, it's a high mortality rate, it trust sure me, okay? Is. That's what so killed Patrick So she, she's Swayze's in the hospital, reactor. and they're telling her, look, There's nothing we can do, okay? We're just going to wrap things up, go on a round-the-world cruise, get away from your family. Enjoy your life for whatever days you have. So she's getting ready to leave. Meanwhile, a young resident comes, in. he's about 32, 33 years old, tall guy, piercing blue eyes. Dr. Hendricks is his label on his uh, jacket, on his medical jacket. He says, "Uh, ma'am, I have to do a quick test here for you before you leave. And she goes, well, I wasn't informed about it. And he says, this won't take much time. He goes into his pocket, pulls out a pen flashlight, shines a blue-green laser beam beam on her pancreas issue, on her stomach, or her, her area, on, on her abdomen, and then he puts the pen away and she goes, w- what is this? He just looks at her and smiles, and he says, just, and he leaves. So now she goes home. The oncologist calls her up and says, ma'am, we have a problem here. You have to come back to the hospital. The lab test that we did on you show no cancer. There's obviously a mistake, so yeah. I have to run the test we again. We gotta test She you. goes back, runs the test, no cancer. Whoa. Now, she also said, what about that young intern? What did he do? He goes, what intern? Dr. Hendricks doesn't there exist. There is no Dr. And Hendricks. And nobody was sent to her room that day, okay? Wow. That's the spirit guide. Now, you can say it's an angel. We don't really know, but that was 20 years ago. She's still alive, by the way, okay? So, is it God that does this? Yeah, indirectly, it's actually the higher self. You have to understand, the higher self is a remnant of the God energy complex, almost like an angel. It's the perfect part of our soul. So when we eventually ascend, you're going to merge with your higher self and become one. And now your perfect energy, which gives you the option of staying here as a spirit guide, like a Buddha, or going back to the higher planes to rejoin the God energy complex from whence we came originally.
1: i Gaia's inspiration, Sonia Choquette. Explains how our spirit guides can help us.
0: You have to listen to them and let them in, though. So step
3: one, absolutely. Ask. Step one, number ask. one, you have to be open. That's like turning the radio on. That's the first step. Be open to that. I have help. Step two, expect it. That's a big step. Mm. I always expect to be helped most people don't and that's my big mission it's that's like, a I, big one that's I a leap gotta of faith change that one expect to be helped third this is another big one trust what you get trust when the guides are helping you and if you ever think that's strange god how'd that happen that was weird that was a guide oh that was synchronistic that was a guide oh that was a fun accident that was a guide. So give it up and acknowledge that. So I live in a different world. Einstein said, you can live in two dimensions, either nothing's a miracle or everything's a miracle. Mm. So I choose the door that's everything's a miracle. And if you would choose that door and ask for your guides, they show up and it's crazy in how many ways
2: do you agree with her, Bruce? Sure. Now, you have to understand something about spirit guides. There's a, a couple of things to consider. First of all, they're here to assist us. They're not here to control your life. Uh, you can ignore them. You can test them. In fact, they encourage you to test them to show you that they're real, because we're going to separate sure. them from and lower I be wise to ignore them, would it be? Well- People do that, okay? Sometimes people don't want to really be helped. You know, they get into that mentality. But spirit guides will, will give you advice about how to help you. They can arrange opportunities. Uh, they are always going to be uh, um, emotional experience with them. It will always be one of love and kindness, okay? All right. So those are spirit guides. Now... Let's separate that from lower astral entities because, you know, my practice focuses are on healing. When I'm bringing in spirit guides, I'm doing this for the purpose of training the patient right. to heal themselves. Right. Remember, they do 99% of work, do do the work. I do 1%. But the you higher self and the them. spirit guides are involved. So anyway, so now people will say, well, gee, doctor, I contacted this. So I have the spirit guide contact, and I want to share it with you. Now they tell me the story. So I want to separate. If you're dealing with a lower astral entity, they can read your mind. So they, can, they know everything about you. They can try to scam you, but this is what they can't do. They can't create feelings of unconditional love. All they can create is feelings of anxiety. And plus, they do a lot of things that a spirit guide would never do. They're very uh, foul language towards God. Uh, they try to manipulate you. Are? No, no. It's lower astrals. The I'm low talking about lower astrals. Low astrals. Okay. I'm trying to separate. So okay. when people get what they think is a guide, but it's really a lower astral to keep away from them. Right. They right. also try to um, uh, control you. They uh, you, You'll have bad luck. You'll have nightmares. You'll have uh, uh, all kinds of problems. Sometimes red glittery appearance in the eyes shows you it's a lower astral, either you or somebody close to you. So everything is based on negativity and bad luck, whereas the g- spirit guide is the opposite. You're going to have good luck, good fortune. You can meet a soulmate. You can, uh, your business will expand. Your relationship with your family will improve. So you want to separate the spirit guide from right. the lower astral if you, you want with the lower those spirit astral, guides all around you right with the lower with the lower astral you can just say okay, bug off get away from me and they will leave because if they fail with you, they get beaten up on the lower astral plane. So there's no incentive to deal with people that are spiritually. So they evolved. move on to the
1: next poor right. person. Right. There's
2: you know 7.4 billion people on this planet. There's yeah. plenty of people to choose from. The point is you want to always be psychically protected. When I work with my patients, train them to connect with their higher self. I'm obviously doing protection techniques, higher chakras, link and other techniques. Um, to help them to deal with only spirit guides and positive entities when they're not with me, you see. So we're using the spirit guides as a form of healer and an adjunct to their higher self. You've talked in the past about the Akashic records. Do spirit guides read your records? Do they know all about you? The spirit guides, not only do they know all about you, but very often your spirit guides have been with you in past lives. Very often, the spirit guide will present himself in clothing of a couple of hundred years ago because that was their favorite past sure. life. So you've had a karmic connection with a lot of these spirit guides. But yes, they can read your Akashic records, but they don't like to do that. They want to empower you. They don't want to just give you—they want you to learn how to fish rather than giving you free fish, so to speak. So they will train you how to be more psychic. For example, I mentioned I, meant, I mentioned the messenger guide is the one that helps you develop your psychic abilities. Right. This would be accessing right. the Akashic records or developing telepathy or regression progressions, uh, et cetera. So they want you to learn how to do it yourself so you're not codependent. The last thing a spirit guide wants to do is to make you codependent on them or to have you worship them. And the same with angels. They don't want you to worship them either. They just want you to grow spiritually and help others around you. How important is it to have access to your past life? Well, uh, it's really not that important. What's important is to have access to your karmic purpose. You see, if you review your past lives, that's like watching the History Channel. That's okay, but you're really not going to learn that much from them because the technology today is so different. What's really important is to access your higher self, to raise the quality of your soul's level. We call this the frequency vibrational rate, to become more spiritual, more psychically empowered, and to remove the one thing that keeps you in the karmic cycle, which is fear. Everything I deal fear with does deals with fear. resolving and eliminating or reducing as much as possible to the eventual elimination of the fear. Spirit guides, do we have the same ones all the time? No. As I mentioned before, you have an inner band of spirit guides. And let's say you have them for a couple of years. And now all of a sudden you made an epiphany. You made a major breakthrough, as I use that term with energy in my practice. Uh, and now you're now, uh, these spirit guides are no longer relevant to you. So now you move up to the next level just like going from high school to college to graduate school, right. you see? So you have a different band of spirit guides, all all dispatched and negotiated by your higher self. Your higher self was what brings you, uh, the guides to you. Now, what I do is I train patients to go to what I call a sanctuary. This is like a conference room in the fifth dimension on the upper astral plane. You meet with your higher self, the higher self evaluates you and says, okay, you need an abundance guide or relationship guide sure. or a chemist guide. And then it brings in the various spirit guides. And I help the patient to do that. You which, of course, deals with the healing of whatever issues they have that they approach me with in the first place. So it all is based upon using the spirit guides as an adjunct to the higher self to help you to be all you can be and to raise the frequency vibrational rate of your soul's energy.
1: Have you ever had a patient with you when their spirit guide shows up?
2: And then how do you know that it's happening? They usually don't know. They don't show up while they're in session with me. They can access them and communicate with them, but I don't see them physically appear or they don't come in there as like a a hologram. Uh, They will be able to communicate with them on the upper astral plane and they can even get some advice then. But usually the advice is given to them in the dream levels at night. They don't want to disturb their life, and then they'll have a cognitive insight throughout the day like, oh, I was, maybe I should go there, and I wasn't thinking of doing that. And that's the synchronicity. That's how they function. They want it to be synchronistic and a part of your life rather than you being obsessed with them. Because if they did that the other way, people would be obsessed and saying, okay, I'm just waiting for my spirit guide, and that would interfere with your life, and they don't want to do that. How do you know that the spirit guide has entered that person's life? Well, you can see the changes. When people uh, you uh, when, okay. when you see changes, like in Marissa's case, the one I told you about, the 18-year-old who went to Palm Springs for that particular party, when she was, uh, I worked with her, she was depressed, she had insomnia, she was uh, very uh, shy, she had a lot of self-image issues, and then she blossomed as a very empowered and very uh, psychically empowered young lady. And then, of course, she met Warren and got married and has two children now. So her personality changed dramatically. This is a 180-degree shift. Oh, that's huge. Uh, it is, because, not because of me, I'm 1% because of the 99%- You draw it out of them, you get it out of them. Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, because of my dental background, I extract it. How's that?
0: Gaia.com lets you explore over 8,000 films, documentaries, and original series.
1: There's so much
0: going on
1: in the unseen world. Hidden truth. Why in the media today, they still seem to hold back on these incredible stories?
0: Behind an unknown universe
1: where science and spirituality all come together.
0: Gaia.com, content you can't find anywhere else. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com.
1: Spirit guides, when we look at our past lives and
2: our parallel lives, are they always good things or sometimes bad? No, actually, one of the reasons why I don't like to review past lives a whole lot because People say, look, doctor, I You're have You this- like future lives. Well, but let's talk about the past first. Right. So let's say you have a problem. You want to go to a past life to see the problem. You're going to have a lousy ending to that life. The origin of somebody who's afraid of water probably drowned in a past life, wow, that's a or, good point. or some relationship. Issue. Somebody murdered them or abandoned them. So that's not a lot of fun. Now the future is different because the future is plastic. You can change it, and uh-huh. you can, for example, the famous case I've spoken with you on the radio about Tammy, this woman, July seventeenth, nineteen ninety-six. She was going to go on TWA flight eight hundred. Right. But I worked right. with her prior to that. She perceived her trip to life. Paris, and she said. I'm not going on that flight. It's a change of flight, and she did. She would have been 231 on the death level. So yep. that was going into an age progression in this life, but you can also go into future life, like your Dexter Monterey future life in 100 years. The future talk show host. That's right, with your one-piece golden jumpsuit. And your hologram. And my high ratings. And your 300 million listeners, okay? Exactly. Nice ratings. So my point is is that, look, one of the things I do, uh, for the benefit of your viewers, I do a monthly podcast now, the second Sunday of the month, where I cover a different topic and I do a group hypnosis at the same time. So they can benefit from that, and they can also go and check out my YouTube channel and see actual clips of what they can do of how you can see patients who've gone through different experiences and i teach them how to do this themselves so they can be instructed in the art of Uh self-hypnosis and they can rise above it and not be dependent on me or anyone else because the purpose of this is short-term self-directed therapy so that people can go on with their lives spiritually grow empower themselves and remember get rid of fear that's a biggie that keeps you in the karmic cycle that holds you back doesn't it Well, it it causes all the problems. There's only two motions in the universe when you think of it. Fear causes all the problems. Unconditional love leads to ascension. You want to always go to unconditional love. Well, these spirit guides that we have, is there an advantage to having one? Well, you have more than one. You have like a dozen at one time. And the answer is- The more the merrier? It's like, let's say you have, um, you're going to invest in something. You want a financial advisor or an attorney to help you with the contracts. You have people who advise you on things that you don't know much about. So the spirit guys, because they are in the fifth dimension, they can perceive our past, present, and future, and even parallel lives. They can advise us. They're not going to control you, but they can say, you know- Maybe you should take a different path and consider this. They're just giving you a consider. You make the decision, okay? You have free will. You always have free will. You see, you can always reject what spirit guides uh, advise you. That is not a good concept because these spirit guides are really very well trained. And yes, there is a hierarchy. Some of them are better than others, but you're not going to get into trouble with a spirit guide contact, whereas you would get in trouble with a lower astral entity. That's why I'm trying to show you how you can differentiate. Whenever an entity appears and you feel uncomfortable, move on. That is a lower astral. If you feel unconditional love, you feel spiritual, you feel very positive, you're dealing with either a spirit guide, an angel, or your higher self, either one. Do the spirit guides help us out of our fears? Yes, that is their point. That what okay. they're trying to do is they're trying to train you to connect with the higher self, to raise the soul's energy to a higher level. I call this a major breakthrough. And when you do that, then you have absolutely no fears. And when you're doing that, now you're on the path to ascension. On the Gaia Inspiration Show,
1: author Sonia Grace talks about how her guides have allowed her to travel back into time to certain places.
4: When you say you've gone back 250,000 years, how do you know? Right. Is there a guy standing there with a big clock
0: <laughs> <laughs> or a book that says this is what happened 200,000 years ago? And you're like, that's where I was.
4: <laughs> no, my guides tell me where we are and what what the time period is. Yeah. And they say this is. And what did you see? Well, I mean, the whole landscape is different. And, you know, everything has a different look to it where it was once desert. It's green and lush. Um, And we're talking about a time period where giants really did walk the earth. And so, you know, a lot of that perception of seeing that particular time is intimidating. I remember standing with my guides and hiding because I was so intimidated by what I was seeing. So Giants. the
0: foliage was larger, the <clears throat> beings it, was this around dinosaurs or way yeah, before that? yeah,
4: yeah, before before that, yeah,
0: and the it, it was lush and full of foliage, and you felt small,
4: very hmm. very small and and scared, yeah, yeah. in a
0: yeah. totally unfamiliar land. and And did you ever go to other planets, not just this
3: one?
4: Yes, many times I've been to Pleiades and Orion. And um, a few other places that I, 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 you know, the, the, the most amazing thing that I feel has come to me as a spirit traveler is that humans were brought to earth. They came to earth 20 million years ago. Brought to earth? Well, they came in a ship. So the ship, yes. Somebody flew the ship. They were brought in. Humans are as much extraterrestrial as extraterrestrials.
2: Do the spirit guides, Bruce, ever fail to help us? Well, they will attempt to help you, you can reject them. They're not going to give up on you. You can just ignore them. By the way, in reference to that clip, remember, you had Atlantis and Lemuria going back a couple of hundred thousand years, and then you had other civilizations, the Hyperborean and Polarian, and these go back millions of years. The Scandinavians talk about their Valkyria, their gods from ancient times, and that's what they're talking about. But basically, uh, you understand, the spirit guides will never push anything on you. They advise you, if you reject them and just ignore them, They will come back, your higher self will help negotiate, and then you're going to be much more likely. That's why they always say test them. They want you to test them to show you that they're not a lower astral, that they're here for you. And when you test them and they pass their test, then you're more likely to trust them. How do you know you've connected with a spirit guide? Well, number one, you're going to get the feelings of love versus fear. And secondly, whatever advice they give you, if you test them on a small Mm -hmm. level, it will work out. It will come true, and it will help you rather than hinder you. See, so now you're dealing with, what's the odds? You know, most people, when I see my patients, a lot of times they have really uncomfortable lives. They had a lot of failures, sure. frustrated, they're depressed. Or you wouldn't be seeing them. Right, and remember, America is the most depressed country in the world, okay? Where the richest, most powerful is yeah. still the most depressed. So when they start making inroads into that, no longer, then all of a sudden they're starting to get less and less depressed, more confident, more positive, because of the interaction of their higher self and then the spirit guides, now they're a happy camper. And now they're starting to be much more uh, trusting towards the spirit guides, and they make changes. And I see dramatic changes in my practice uh, all the time. I mean, I see it like every day or, or every week anyway in my practice. So this is the thing that keeps me very positively motivated and empowered with this practice. When you got into dentistry, Bruce, did you ever think you'd be doing this? No, I had a very complicated epiphany, which I describe in my Past Lives, Future Lives, book. It's a long story. But let's just say that there were things that... My higher self and spirit guides got me to orient, reorient my, uh, my life to to become more of a past life therapist, progression therapist, energy healer, rather than just a dentist. So uh, it's a long story. I don't want to bore you with that. Uh, but let's just say that I had my own epiphany because when I was in dental school, there's no way in God's green earth that I would be assuming that I would be doing this and no. you know, working with you or doing the kind of practice I have. Uh, I would have thought I would be a dentist for forty years, but uh, thank goodness uh, my career path has changed. After thirteen years of dentistry, I've been doing this for a real long time, decades. You have, and uh, this is my uh, my love, and um, my patients are uh, they appreciate me, and I appreciate them, and I appreciate you. So you're glad you took this path? Oh yeah, this was a the uh, yellow brick road, as they would say. Okay. By the way, let me give you an example, a very famous one of spirit guide contact. Yeah. The, the author, Robert Louis Stevenson, okay. when he was a kid, child, he had nightmares, and he had these little spirit guides called brownies that came into his life that hel- helped him overcome the nightmares. Then, when he was an adult, these brownies, because he was very insecure about his writing, these brownies gave him the, ins- the inspiration to write the strange case of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is what he's most known for. That was yeah, due to classic. his brownies, spirit guides. They were little creatures that came across that they could manifest any way they want. By the way, spirit guide can manifest as a colored light. It can be a white light. It can be the rainbow colors. It can be anything to help you to uh, feel comfortable. Some right. people like to religious figures, a Buddha, Mohammed, or, or Jesus, or uh, uh, Moses, or whatever. Fine, uh, a- any, anything that will make you feel comfortable. Because remember, they can read your mind, so they know what you like and what you are gonna be more comfortable with. And therefore, they will try to uh, make you more adjusted and more open-minded in reference to their assistance, because they wanna help you. Do they like to help a lot with health issues? Oh yeah, well, we talk about the chemist guys as an example, the yeah. case of the hospital with Eileen with the pancreatic cancer, for example. But even lower cases, uh, uh, l- uh, very simple issues, allergies, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, f- chronic fatigue, uh, anemia Whatever. issues, any, any of the biochemical issues that uh, are around, these chemist guys, these are the chemist ones, they're the ones that can help you. The, the doctor one is the one that helps you with the mental and emotional issues and even some spiritual issues. So those two are very popular, guys that usually are part of an inner band of spirit guys that work with people. What percent
1: do you think people heed the advice or don't take it? I don't have any
2: stats. I can tell you my patients. Okay, I have a. I would think most my, of yours my patients are their not advice. a statistically representative sample because right. they're obviously highly motivated. Because of you. Well, the Gaia, your audience, <clears> when they come to me, a lot of your Gaia viewers come to me. They are very highly motivated, much more spiritual, Sharper much more sophisticated, yeah. and, and they have better attitudes. The average person is very cynical and depressed in America today. So I think a lot of them would ignore their spirit guides uh, unless they went through some sort of an epiphany or something happened. So uh, they, shows like this will help educate them as to why they should listen to them, test them, and see how good they are, and then continue working with them to benefit their lives. Since you've been doing this, do you have your own spirit guides? Oh, yeah. Personally? What have they done for you? Well, they've introduced me to you, number one. Well, that was okay. magical. Remember, like a quick story. So in the old days, back in the 90s, I would be interviewing with Art Bell on Coast to Coast, mm-hmm. right? And then he retired. And then, so I was interviewing with some of the sub hosts. Right. And uh, so Mike then, Siegel. Yeah, and uh, the woman from San Francisco. Barbara Simpson. Barbara Simpson. Yeah. And then uh, I said to myself, you know, what I really like to do is I really like to have a regular permanent host that I can work with. I mean, not that I didn't, I, I didn't have any problems with it, right. but I wanted to have the regular host, and so I said, okay, hire yourself. Fix it up. So the next thing I know, Lisa Lyons from the network from Oregon calls me. She goes, I'm going to hook you up with George Norrie. I didn't know who you were those days. I wasn't familiar with uh of course. I came Lewis from a experience. local station. Yes. Yeah. The I, Nighthawk, I, remember? The Nighthawk. Yeah. I, I didn't know who you were then. Yeah. See, I don't usually know hosts unless I work with them. I don't no, know. There's like 10,000 hosts here. So um, I said, who's just George? She goes, I think you're going to like well, guess what? Obviously, we like each other. But the spirit guides, I think, was the one that stimulated her to hook me up with you. To hook you up with me. You see? And we clicked from the get-go. 18 years. Yeah. Okay. I remember those first shows. You know what you did was interesting? Remember, I, in 2011, I was in Bangalore, India, doing a workshop. And you had me on coast to coast. They had 12 and a half hours ahead. So we did a little quick phone right? Work, right? When I, I, I was in India. That. And it was a really fun uh, workshop. Those workshops are on my YouTube channel. They can actually see it. it's really fun. And you can see all these, like there was 900 people in this audience. Uh, they were all extremely motivated, but I'm also dealing with things like the Rama empire and things that relate to ancient Indian history. Uh, they can learn a lot. And, and I like to educate people to show them that knowledge is power. It always is. And one of the problems people have in fear It's because they don't have the knowledge and they're scared of either the media brainwashing or the negativity of society or energy vampires in their life. And I'm trying to help them to rise above that so they can be more spiritually empowered or what I call psychically empowered. Let's talk about some of your cases. What is the Christmas angel
1: in uniform story?
2: Well, that was the story of Marissa, the one who went to Palm Springs. Okay. Uh, That that Sunday, that party was actually uh, uh, right during the Christmas holidays. So that was the Christmas uh, the angel. How about the Hollywood angel? Well, this is different now. So there's a man, I call him Sam, not his real name. And he lives in Hollywood. Now, you know Hollywood is not a very nice neighborhood. It's a tough area. Drug dealers, crimes all like crazy. So it's like Sam, an inner city within itself. Sam was a very low-income person, and he was living in an apartment in a really bad area off of Hollywood Boulevard. And he used to go to a convenience store to get his, you know, uh, food shopping, beverages, and yeah. munchies, whatever. So he's going back to uh, uh, his apartment from the convenience walking. store. Walking? Walking. He had no car. And there were three muggers that come up to him. Oh, and they God. say, come over here. And now he's in an alley. OK? Oh, Not good. Don't go. One pulls out a knife. This is like Crocodile Dundee kind uh-huh. of knife, you know, big knife. And big he says, he says hey, we're going to get your wallet, and we're going to hurt you real badly. Okay? So now Sam is panicking, he doesn't know what to do. Right. The next thing he knows, right in front of them, a human being appears out of nowhere, Poof. Okay, six foot, six and a half feet tall guy, and he looks at the muggers, they freeze, suspended animation. And he says, go home. Sam runs as fast as he could to get to this apartment. Absolutely. Looks around, the guys are still frozen, yeah. the, the spirit guy you mean disappears. Like
1: this, locked like that?
2: Like this, yeah. okay? Men in black time, you know? And uh, the spirit guide, which I assume it was, disappeared right before his eyes, and those guys were still like this, and he just ran away, and he obviously was saved. So that was in Hollywood. Uh, a lot of bad things happened in Hollywood. That was the Hollywood angel. I eventually worked with him. He came to a workshop of mine, and he told me the story, and I wanted to relate that to you. Now, yeah. there's a famous one about an actor, Gordon McRae. Now, I don't know if oh, you Oh, yeah, I remember him. He was a song and dance guy. He right was in sure. Carousel, South Pacific, right? And uh, he was in the Army Air Corps right after World War II, and he was uh, a pilot. And the co-pilot had uh, apparently—they uh, were flying, and there was problems. And he froze; he just panicked. Not Gordon, but the co-pilot. His hands were on the controls, and the plane was diving. Stuck as a so stuck, the control just like center was glued to it. The airport control tower, please. You guys got to jump. You guys can't do this. Right. So Gordon said no. One of the guys jumped, and because the altitude was too low, he died. Uh, Gordon. Used his Gordon was a strong guy. He peeled off the guy's h- hand from the controls, pulled the thing back, and he and his two other buddies whatever were saved. They got he and, landed the plane safe. But he was instructed not to jump by the spirit guide. See, that was the difference. He would have been dead. He would have been dead. By the way, Gordon's daughter, Meredith McRae, used to do a show on Channel 9 in Los Angeles, and I had the pleasure of interviewing with her back in the 80s. So, uh, so the family trait carried on here. Who Until, is or was William Blake? Well, William Blake was a, a writer and poet in the uh, 1757 to 1827 was his years. He did these copper engravings, beautiful, um, b- beautiful uh, books that were illustrated. He contacted his late brother, Robert, Okay, as again, like a spirit guide, Robert was advising him on how to do the copper engraving. But what he did was very interesting. He had this vision of what he calls the Hall of Los, L-O-S. L-O-S. And this is actually on the astral plane, the upper astral plane, where these figures are frozen, and as you look at them, they illustrate your own past lives. So what I think the Hall of Los was, was the causal plane where the Akashic records are actually stored. So he would actually help people, his own as well as other people, review their past lives through this Hall of Los, and that was actually huh. a spirit guide aspect here. So that you was must have a million stories, Bruce. Well, uh, these, you know, if you look at spirit guides, they go back forever in our history. Um, you go back to Egypt, Samaria, uh, 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 the Middle Eastern cultures. Uh, you, you go back to it. These things are not new. When they use the word new age, new age is actually a very bad name. These, these principles have been around forever. Shamanism, for example, goes back 50,000 years in Siberia for the origin of shamanism. No. In all these disciplines. My discipline is uh, energy healing. It's shamanism. Everything is acupuncture, everything. Uh, they're all shamanism. From all these cases, what have you learned Is there a common denominator of what's happening here? There is a common denominator. First is you want to access your higher self. Your higher self comes from the God energy complex. It's you in your perfect form, and you will eventually emerge with that when you ascend. Secondly, your higher self functions as a dispatcher to bring in the spirit guides. And it can actually bring in an angel entity, although usually that's rare. Uh, The spirit guides are much more common. I've also learned to ignore... All the negativity that you get from the mainstream media and people whining and complaining about their lives. huge and constant. Ignore that. You go through your own spiritual growth. You you deal with, when you access your higher self, when you do your self-hypnosis or your meditation, they're both really the same technique. Uh, then you can be all you can be. You can raise your spirituality. Again, my practice in life is focusing on healing. You can heal yourself of little things and then move on to the big things, and you can affect your family and your friends around you because the more you are empowered, this is the law of attraction again, the more you're going to empower other people, and the the less likely you are to be an energy vampire, to drain people, which is what you see a lot. This audience loves you, Bruce. How do they get a hold of you? How can they get to your website? They can go to my homepage and my website, drbrucegoldberg.com. They can click on my Facebook page there, the YouTube channel with about 50 videos uh, that we mentioned about all the techniques I do. Obviously, uh, my books and CDs and my webinars, my monthly webinars are all on there. They can experience those because I always do hypnosis on that. And they can contact me through email or, or they can call my toll-free number. The one 800 karma for You is my toll-free number. They can do any of those things. Bruce, contact keep me. doing what you're doing. And keep doing what you're doing, my friend. You are you are the best and my my uh, media best buddy here. Thank you for being on Beyond Belief. My pleasure. And having spirit
1: guides all over the place to help us is kind of a nice sobering effect, isn't That's it? That's right. And also the, the presence of Dexter Monterey always builds up my day too. Dexter Monterey is me in the future as a talk show host. Thanks for watching Beyond Belief.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaia's Consciousness Podcast. Learn even more at Gaia.com and watch interviews, movies, and original series, all to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Gaia. Watch. Belong.
4: Transform.